Episode 99 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favourite sack of shit, Connor McDuff. My name is what I said just then. I'm not repeating it. It's fucking Connor McDuff, all right? You understand? You repeated it. You fucking idiot. Connor McDuff, we have been doing this for 99 episodes. Next week is the big 100. How do you I feel? Have a, I, have a, I have a secret uh, that I have to tell you all. I'm quitting just before episode 100. I'm done. Goodbye, <laughs> everybody. That's it. Couldn't make it to 100. Nope, not going to happen. So we're mm. done now. Goodbye. We yeah. should have a party. We should have an episode 100 party. I was thinking that, but it's hard because you're in Gold Coast and I'm in Melbourne. And I would fly to Melbourne because Melbourne's better than the Gold Coast and I'd like to see you and hang out, but I have no money. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's a constant problem. Maybe when we hit the two-year mark, which is not too far off, we'll uh, get paid. We, could, we could try and aim for something and get Dude, stupid drunk and record it, as party. we tend to do when we're together. Yeah, that'd be fucking... St Wait, no. That'll just be episode 104. That's, only, that's five weeks away. That's not very far. You know, a lot can happen in four weeks. Let's let's just it's, hold that true. hold that thought. That's true. <laughs> but for episode ninety nine, we are serving up a sausage party. We are, we are. That's a very that's a, that almost sounded rehearsed <laughs> and a burp. But we are serving up a sausage party. That's right. We saw Zeth Rogan's animated masterpiece, Sausage Party. Mm, it's a regular uh, barbecue. A lot of a lot of dicks around here. Back to uh, back to the regular sort of uh, podcast viewing. We always kind of veer off it. Um, we try to anyway. Uh, we've been on it for a while though, haven't we? What the are you talking about? The movie of the week bullshit yeah. that we do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We haven't done a, a, a well. Our last retrospective was Ghostbusters. That wasn't too long ago. Mm, I mean, like we kind of just. I think our aim is to always do something fun, you know. And this movie looked pretty fucking fun. So here mm. we are. Yes, well, uh, we, we've got some other things coming up later. We won't give them away, but it'll be after episode 100. We've got some, yeah, some ideas in the works. So watch this it's space. It's a fucking secret. <laughs> it is Sorry. a fucking secret, so stop asking. Stop but fucking asking. Stop it. No one's asking. Hey, no, nobody cares. But nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> but I, I don't even know if they care about the, the plot summary of this movie, but you're going to tell them anyway. Let me tell you what's going on in this film. Food treats people like gods. And basically, food believes that when they're bought from the supermarket, they're taken to heaven, uh, pretty much. But little do they know that they're bought from the supermarket to be eaten. And once they realise that, they freak the fuck out. So we've got Frank, who's your main little banger, little weenie ween. Um, he, he is about to get bought, falls out of his packaging, along with a falafel and... Um, falafel? I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> a bagel. Um, one's Israel... Is, is, uh, one's Palestine... One's... They're, uh, Middle Eastern? They're, of sorts? They're both Middle Eastern and they're, they're conflicting. One's Jewish mm. and the other's... The other one. And um, 
basically there's a bun that looks like a vagina and Frank and ba they all, they're kind of stuck. They want to get home. Frank finds out that humans eat people and he doesn't know what the fuck to do. Meantime, Michael Sarah plays a munted sausage who escapes the house he's getting eaten in and runs away. And he goes and uh, finds a man who's taking bath salts. And bath salts allows you to see through the fourth dimension so he can see the food talk. I forgot to mention that. No <laughs> one can see the food talk. And basically, he thinks this guy's going to help him. But what ends up happening is this guy, uh, take, the bath salts wear off. So Michael Sarah, the sausage, kills him, chops his head off. It's a whole thing. We don't want to get into it. Returns to the supermarket with his friends. And they fucking drug everyone with bath salts so they can see all the food and then murder everyone anyway. And then you think, how are they going to wrap this up? How are they going to wrap this story up? They're going to cop it out. They're going to tell you that it was all a cartoon and they travel through a fucking Stargate to our dimension. Yeah. And that's how it ends. <laughs> I was really excited to see what was on that dimension. I just wanted to see like Seth Rogen dressed up as a sausage or something. Dude, I was honestly like, I was so disappointed that I didn't get to see... That was like, I was like, oh, that's so funny. Let's see what happens. And nothing happens. I was so upset. I wish, I just wish we could see that dimension. Because hmm. I, I was definitely, I was thinking to myself, how are they going to end this? Yeah they've, yeah, they've killed all these people in this one supermarket. But there's no way that all these, these uh, you know, food Food's items gonna can revolt. escape. Yeah. Like they, they will go off and shit. What happens when they, <laughs> when they die? Like, you know. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's a fun look at the life of a piece of food. You know, Toy Story did it with toys. And here we are looking at if food had feelings. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, it's a different sort of look to what we're used to. And it's kind of cool. Like, I think, I think that was one of the big things Seth Rogen was trying to get across was his take on, like, on, like personification of, of objects, you know? Mm. Like, we do it with animals and we've done it with dinosaurs and we've done it with fucking cars and planes and every other Pixar film. We did it with emotions and Seth Rogen's just like, let's do it with food. You well, know, I don't and think like, there's any way you could make a Pixar film out of talking food because yeah, it really I mean, like, is. It's the, they go home with a human and then the human skins them, them <laughs> burns them, fucking eats them. You know, there's and no what way I think you could do funny, a, kid, a kid's movie about this. And what I think is funny is though is like the concept of personifying food is on the you think about it you see these these happy faces and you're like oh okay like yeah that like I I get it like that's funny that'll be a fun kids movie but if you actually think about it there's no way personifying food could be a good kids movie no. like foods no. even on the surface level like a sausage being personified means was the pig talking as well or was it yeah. just for like, you know what I mean? Like you, you always there's, get to that. Like there's many why, layers of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but again, like I think that's, and to be honest, it's where I kind of got frustrated with the film, but like they just don't give a fuck. Like some things make sense. Other things don't yeah. like, do you think it's just food that's personified, but then there's a douche that can talk, but like a packaging gun. that talks, but the food inside doesn't talk. Yeah, and then like a gun doesn't. The gun they show isn't like talking, and like mm. there's knives and shit, but the knives don't talk. Like they kind of just pick and choose what they like, and you don't like necessarily question it straight away. But for me, it did become sort of like a question of like the sort of world I'm in. Yeah. And I know that sounds really silly, but these guys put a lot of effort into like hammering into you, like this is the world, like this is what's going on. 
like you these this food is it's a representation of religion and belief and gods and food's here for this long and like there's a whole thing to it like they've really thought it out you know and so like then you see like a douche drinking juice from a popper and like killing and like sucking its blood essentially but the douche becomes stronger and it's just such a weird thing like i don't know things like that i was kind of just like i it's funny but I don't like it. Doesn't connect to just the right amount. Yeah, I'm right there with you because I'm. I, I was really impressed with how they explained a lot of things. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, even even to the point where the different aisles were like different cities. Yeah. And it's like, and it all just made so much sense. And like the the like you know property wars basically over who yeah. owns what land and who should be who's been driven out of their their aisle and, and things like that. It's it all. It's like you walk into a into a, a grocery store and you can see all that. Like it's it's all set up the way it is, and they've just done a really good job of setting up that side of things. And then and certain you know foods and the way that they come to life and what they do and how they do things and what they're next to in in their aisle and things like that. it's it's all very well thought out. But then to not go all the way with everything, like you said, like they they're only setting up some of the rules. And it only for when it pleases them, the gun not talking, or you know what? Why doesn't the the freezer doors talk? <laughs> you know what, why does the, the why does the douche want a douche a vagina? Like that's something that. Well, like, I, I, don't, I don't mind that because that's the purpose of a douche. Like I feel yeah, like I know, that's but, that's what he. But wants. the purpose of a sausage is to get eaten, and that, I guess like the purpose of a douche is to to douche. So why is the why is the douche keen to? to be up a vagina and why isn't food keen to get eaten? You know, well, what that's I mean? another like, thing, you know, the, the whole, the whole propaganda that's sent throughout the, the store is that, you know, the food will go out to the other side and, and live like there's other items like the, I guess the douche would just get used up and then thrown away, but he's not really going to die. He's not going to get eaten. Uh, the, you know, the, there would be other things in that supermarket, like coloring books and crayons and whatever that are probably your magazines, maybe like why, well, even like the, the, hold on, the cookbook doesn't talk. So it's like, why yeah, do, yeah I don't know. It's, it's, there's like, so many, this, we could go down this road, but it's basically, they've set it up to, you know, to help their characters. And for the most part, it's pretty well done, but they have dropped the ball and they're kind of just like, oh, fuck it. And that, I feel like that's a very Seth Rogen thing, which mm. I kind of don't mind. <laughs> I mean, like, they're, they're, look, their storytelling, storytelling ability is like, phenomenal like yeah they're some of the best like, writers him and evan goldberg from like a, a narrative point of view they've written a pretty solid really well structured thing like that was something i really admired is you know not comedically but story-wise they've just nailed it you know? yeah like, like it's a very it. it's a very well structured story and they've managed to slot in a lot of uh issues and social commentary in there yeah and they wrote like a proper film you know like this isn't let's write a this is how I fi- figured, like, they didn't go, let's write a funny stoner comedy. It felt like they were like, okay, this is an animated film. Let's think it out, think it through, think about the beats and what we're going to be hitting. And then they kind of thought more about, like, the jokes and stuff because, you know, you've got sort of an antagonist going, you've got these great story beats, these great relationships that develop and stuff. And then they're kind of, you know, they're, they're on top is that, that humour that makes it all fucked up. You yeah, know? But for like, sure. For sure. There's definitely all these layers. The only bit they missed was the end because you know yeah, they the were, it was there. a it was a fucking cop out and a half, <laughs> and 
But I, 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 you're saying that it's it's not just a stoner movie. Like this is the epitome of a stoner movie to me. Yeah, fuck like no. I feel like this is what you know, Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg and his boys when they're you know getting fucking high as a kite are sitting around and talking about issues like this. Like this, they're probably getting they're fucking high as, as fuck and they're just getting real deep. Yeah, and that's no, where I, I feel like this script has come from. <laughs> Pretty sure Seth Rogen's been writing this for about ten years. Yeah, I've seen it's been a while. But no, like, yeah, no, I totally agree. But in saying that, I feel like it kind of falls because of it. Wow. That's, uh, this, this is interesting because I've, I've, I've come into this wondering how you were going to feel about this movie. Um, so please, please continue on your train of thought there. Uh, yeah, so like, I, like, look, I, you know I love Seth Rogen. I'm a huge fan of his work. I'm a huge fan of most of the films they, can put, they managed to put out. I love Knocked Up and Superbad, etc. But like, <coughs> what I understand and, and what I do like about them is that there is, a, is a subtlety to it. And I know people don't really agree with that, but I truly believe that there is quite a bit of subtlety to, to those films. That's what makes them so funny is that of course, they're so yeah. authentic, you know, like because in real life we fucking swear a lot and we talk about pussy and we talk about drinks and we talk about fucking girls and we talk about this and this and this and swearing and calling people cunt, you know, like we do that. And this film, I think, relies way too much on, that, on, on the trope of the vulgarity and crassness that makes up um, authenticity, if that makes sense. Mm. So, like, I feel as if w- it, it, where they've done really well creating a genuine story, they haven't done really well creating genuine sort of dialogue and genuine sort of humour because every single joke is either a food pun or them <laughs> swearing at each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, I, I, um, there's two reasons why I think this movie isn't nearly as funny as I expected it to be. One is Seth Rogen is the king of, like, improv sort of comedy, I feel. Yeah. Like, well, not, uh, you know, ad-lib shit. Those boys, like, most of those movies, they roll the camera and they just say a bunch of fucking funny lines and they pick the best one. Yeah. When an animation comes along, you don't have that luxury. <laughs> you have to have it fully scripted and it's got to be exactly, you know, how it is. Although I was laughing throughout the film... I definitely felt exactly what you're saying. I was, yeah. I was just like, oh, it just feels a very, very on the nose humor. Very, it doesn't feel natural, which is what I really like about Seth Rogen um, and yeah. you know, that Judd Apatow style of of comedy is that everything feels natural because they're kind of just doing it. They're kind of like when well, they're, they're doing just, a scene, yeah. they're just fucking going with it and they're being it. But you can't do that when you're doing a voiceover you know, to a, an animated character. And it's disappointing too because they start kind of forcing in all these jokes and swearing and stuff. And what I kind of just wished was that they, for the first like 20 minutes, these characters don't swear. Like until they meet the, you know, until they start understanding that shit's really wrong. Yeah, I yeah. felt like these characters should be loving and innocent and nice because that's a real trope on sort of this whole thing is like that people are this way because they're told to you know and suddenly they're told not wasn't to, there a bit of swearing in that song at the start i've i seem yeah, to remember that swearing, and feeling like it felt really weird yeah they're swearing like at the very beginning and like the whole way through and i kind of just wish it was it it, start, it began after frank you know started figuring out the truth and yeah suddenly, yeah when shit got real <laughs> isn't this even, funny like you and me uh you know we swear like sailors and we're like oh they swear well, too much I mean, in this fucking it's just movie. because like it takes away from the humor and ignore any noise that you've heard for the past five minutes it was just my cunt roommate <laughs> he just screamed <laughs> but then my my second issue 
with the comedy. And again, like I, I'm, I'm having a general good time yeah. watching this film anyway. Yeah, like I'm, nice. I'm having, I'm laughing yeah. at the vulgarity. I'm laughing at you know the puns. I'm like, la- I'm getting, I'm yeah. in it. But um, the big, I think the biggest issue that I have with the film is how serious it gets. It, well, not yeah, so much serious, but like how like how deep they're trying to go. Like it's it's obvious that they're really trying to shoehorn as much social commentary into this as they yeah, can. Yeah, and that's, that's like, it. And it's and it's very clever. Like we said, the way the script is written, it's it's all put in pretty well. Like if this was a, not an animated film or or a Seth Rogen comedy, uh, I might have been more with it. Basically, by by pushing on that, you know, there's there's sexism, there's racism. They go into religion. They go they go into everything, and it's not subtle either. I feel like it's very in your face and on the nose. And by doing that, I feel like the comedy is muffled by all these issues yeah. because they're well, really it's... putting the issues to the forefront and forgetting about the comedy. And I think you've hit the nail on the head before saying that they've written the script and then added jokes in later. I feel like that's yeah. exactly how and it I is. And I mean, like they've they've kind of done this whole sort of thing where they've, they, they kind of, it's almost like, you know, you're, the, you're always treading a fine line with good comedy, but it's always looked like that. It's almost like they've, they've kind of crossed that line in the wrong ways. You know, they've gone mm. too far both ways without like hitting the nail on the head for either bit. Like their social commentary is too intense. Yeah. It's, stupid- it's a very, it's a very smart movie for what it is. And it's, it's, it's a smart comedy, which I usually, I, I really appreciate and I do appreciate it here, but it's, it's like, yeah, it's gone too far. And um, I found towards the end of the film, I kind of was just sort of sitting there smiling, not laughing, if you know what I mean? Like I wasn't, I wasn't lolling. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, and it, it's disappointing because like, you know, I think that's where it falls flat is, is, is just within that because it's such a big, such a big, you know, calling card is like, this film will be funny as fuck. And that's kind of what you and I both expected was this like laugh out loud film. And, and you know, it's still good, but it, it it's not it's the not sort hitting of the heights that we expected. Yeah. I feel like it's very much along the lines of a lot of like adult animation though. Like I'm, I'm not particularly a fan of like adult swim shows and, you know, the, yeah. those weird like midnight things that, fucking stoners love it's it's too see again like this is the issue because i am a fan like i was just gonna say um, are you are you into that shit because i think the only the only show that i really like that's kind of like that is south park i mean like some like i'm not a huge like people like i've got friends who watch archer and yeah it's more the animation style that i don't like yeah Yeah. and it's i agree and like you know bojack horseman's a big one that everyone's really into but for Mm. me the only one i watch like religiously is Rick and Morty, which is fucking oh, yeah, that's good. gold. Yeah. The fucking best show on TV right now is Rick and Morty. And like, again though, like their humor is so funny in that show because their lore and like their, their sort of social commentary is so tight and so well done. And so the humor is kind of parallel to that. And they kind of match that where they're like, okay, we're going to write the show about like simulation and like you don't know whether or not you're in a simulation. So the humor is built within that, like that concept. Whereas this, it's like they've built this sort of like crazy fucking intense law where everything's about religion and like, look what we're saying. And then it's like the humor doesn't match it. Like the humor, Mm, you know, the humor is not going fuck. Okay. If these are the themes, we should be making these sort of jokes. The humor is just like food puns and swearing and no. So I don't think it's, 
very in the same vein. Not at, not at least a Rick and Morty, but I mean, I'm quite biased because it, 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 it's taking too much from either end instead of kind of working together and collaborating thematically and comedically. Yeah. And this is like a big to topic for me too because, you know, I really think about this stuff. And they do nail it though sometimes. Like when that piece of gum gets shot, I yeah. fucking did you, lost did you, did you, my mind. Like, you, I could did, not did, stop did laughing. That was so fucking funny, honestly. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, so um, I, I feel like it's more the pop culture references that were funny than anything yeah, that went with the, with the issues that they're bringing up. I, I And I'm like, you know my, my taste in comedy. I like dumb comedies. And yeah. I... I can appreciate a good smart commentary, but if you if you're going too deep into, you know, themes that are getting a little bit darker than the fun that I'm trying to have with a comedy, I start I don't turn off, but I'm just not as into that because like the big thing I like about general American comedy these days is it's so stupid I can just switch my brain off and have a good time. I was almost there with this one, but they kept just shoving these issues in my face that is very very relevant. Um, especially now, you know, they're, they're pushing a lot of, um, a lot of things that are getting around the news at the moment, but it's like, I don't, I don't care. I just want to see these sausages say funny things. And I'm all, I'm all for adding themes and, and, or you always need a theme in your films, but I'm all for, you know, having a, an ulterior sort of message in there. But don't fucking shove it in my face for the whole movie. Just let me have yeah. some fun for fuck's sake. It's, I'm, I'm at the movies. I'm here to have some fun. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny too because I'm a I love this sort of stuff, you know, like this big social commentary stuff. But it's that's so what I, that's what I was interested in because I feel like this is more along the lines of your your flavor. And I was wondering, I I honestly thought that you would have loved it. It's just so much, man. Like, there's no point in sort of commentating on something if you're going to be so you know in someone's face and so obnoxious with it. it yeah, it's don't. Got to, it's, don't disguise it in a in a fun movie you know the like, reason i yeah. like big social commentaries is because i enjoy listening to stuff backed up by evidence or enjoy listening to different perspectives on the world that are backed by evidence or backed by a legitimate thought and so when i'm watching a film and there's a big theme i like to see that the narrative is backing it or the humor is backing it, or it's backed by a real belief and if it's not instead i'm getting crammed just like with the you know, empowered, strong women as protagonists when it's not necessary and is a detriment to the film. It's the same with these big themes. You know, this film didn't need it. It doesn't need that necessarily. Well, it doesn't, food, yeah, it doesn't really back anything up. It doesn't resolve anything. It just really tells you what's food wrong. Yeah, and, food then, and then we'll have a big fucking orgy at the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the orgy was fucking hilarious. And food, but food, like, doesn't have to have these big beliefs and listen to this song. It literally could just be... Food likes wants to leave the shop, and I would have totally accepted that. You know? I kind of like I, I like again. I like that they're adding the theme in there, and I like yeah. the song, and I like that it's basically it's a metaphor for religion and all that sort of shit. I just I just don't think it needed to keep being reiterated. Yeah. Like we get it, set it up and let it be, and then let's just go into a, a more just not even generic storyline, but like the the food doesn't want to leave now. Like that's exactly. enough. Don't you don't have to keep, you know, get on this shot box and and scream this, atheist. This film was like totally different to what I expected as well. Like I don't know, I don't know how you thought this film was going to go, but you know when you watch a trailer and you kind of have an idea of how the plot's going to go. Mm. This film went nothing like I thought. Like, I thought they would have got they would all go to the house and, and escape then, together. Like yeah, that's how that's, it was. That's, yeah. yeah, which I kind of like. I like where it went because I I, I find. 
I like the world of the supermarket. Like the supermarket I, was awesome once you get into it. Like it yeah, really like cool. seeing all the different aisles and and the different lands and the different characters and how they characterized a lot of them. Like that tequila bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, the killer bottle was... That was Bill Hader. It was so good. Oh, he, yeah, he did that and the, um, like, the Indian Firestorm or Firewater or what, whatever his name was, I think. Dude, they were all great. Like, that, that character was awesome too, them smoking all the weed in the fucking kazoo thing. Yeah, he's Lost like, like was- so, so high, like, fuck a guy high, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck a dude high. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, we get baked 24-7. Oh man, it's so good. But see, this is the other thing. I, 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 like I understood like this is sort of the only world you're going to get away with it in, but it was almost too much was like how much they perpetuate stereotypes. You mm. know what I mean? Like mm. maybe it's just because everything's so in your face. And I, I feel like, I feel like I, I may have not really cared as much if, if everything else wasn't so obnoxious, but you know, like, You've yeah. got a, you've, the douche is the douche, and <laughs> but I and quite like, liked that though. I thought that was a like, good, a good stereotype. Yeah, the douche. I mean, the douche was pretty fucking cool. But I mean, dude, the douche. Was, while we we're just talking about him, he made me fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, he's, he's he's fucking so insane. Up. I'm jacked up. Bro. Like when he starts getting jacked up, and he's like, "Come at me, bro! Come at!" I'm just like, "Whoa, man, this guy!" And I liked him as a bad guy. Like I thought he was a great villain. And yeah. just, I just, I just felt really like, like yuck every time he was around. Yeah, no, I, he's full on man. And like, he's fucking eating and sucking people and shit. <laughs> he sucks the fucking dick of that fucking juice box. That was great. No, that was funny little up. innuendos, but you're right. There's a lot of stereotyping going in here for something that is sort of pushing itself as a, a smart comedy. There's a lot of, a lot of stereotyping going on. Like, and, and a lot of the, a lot of like weird jokes and a lot of stoner jokes and stuff like that, which it's, I know that's Seth Rogen's thing, but I did start to get over it a bit in this one. Like those guys all getting baked, like at the, the, um, the Twinkie and, and Firewater and all that. I, I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. You're fucking stoners. All right, let's move along. Come on, please. Can we get to another joke or show me something new? Um, so yeah. I wasn't as into it as you were in that side of things, but I did like seeing the, like it was the the stereotypes were kind of fun though so i'm i'm not too against it like i like the 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 tequila bottle i like the the spanish taco i like even even like the the little things with the two um the palestinian and jewish or whatever they're supposed to be like it was it was kind of like well done to a certain extent yeah i don't know man like there's a, it's just there's so much like there's so much going on all the time and even like they even like even when they get to sort of moments that could be really genuine they kind of fuck them up as well did you feel that like uh like what like the taco and the bun oh yeah yeah it didn't really uh, yeah again sort of forced i think there was a lot of um a lot of outdated jokes as well like um like a lot of gay jokes that, a lot of gay jokes that aren't really that funny anymore like and i'm not all like fucking yeah gay pride fucking whatever but it, it just feels it felt very forced and very like old school like 2000s yeah. mentality yeah like look i mean like the orgy was fucking hilarious like that was one that i actually really appreciated what they did there where everyone's fucking like that see that was sort of commentary i loved where it's like why would food have a sexuality like why would 
Like, they just, they don't care. They have no rules anymore. Fuck everyone, you know? Like, I don't, don't know. I thought it was a bit over the top, to be honest. I um I, I did have a laugh at it. Like, you know, there's a bit where a Beats getting his dick sucked and, you know, there's all these different ways of fucking each... But I, I don't know. It just... It sort of felt out of nowhere for a movie that I, wasn't I think, going crazy. I think where it fell flat was that it became punny again. Like, hey, how would food have sex? Mm. How would this food have sex with this food? And see, that's... And I mean, like, yeah, you got to play into that, but it can't become the core of your humor. You know, you can't have the douche making puns be his whole thing because <laughs> and, it's fucking yeah. lame. It's and really all the, lame. All the food keeps coming out of nowhere because he says a, a word that, yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. You know, like, I mean, like, what I'm talking about is when, we, when we're laughing, it's like in the trailer when we see the mum eating all of the, the food because it's so funny, like, narrative-wise mm. and thematically, like... That's hilarious, you know? And so we're kind of, I'm kind of after more of that. I'm after more visual humor, more actual storytelling and more sort of, but they, they kind of break it up where we're kind of like, it's like story and then a joke and then a story and then a joke and then story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it not, not story with jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when they do do that, that it, it feels really good. That's why maybe why I like the gum bit so much. It's like, it, that's part of the story. Gum's going to help. Mm. And he gets shot, mm. but it's a Terminator. Like you, it's yeah. unexpected, and it's part of what's happening. So you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, thank God he's not dead. Now he can do something. Whereas, yeah. you know, sausage sitting down and listening to a bunch of people talk about how the people eat food is is kind of just. It's like this whole bit dedicated to jokes. It's the same with the orgy, you know. Like, yeah. okay, like, yeah, you're right. It was. It's very. It's very up and down in the comedy so, department. And so, like, that's when it becomes disappointing. My favorite joke, honestly, in the whole thing is at the very start when Jonah Hill was alive. Why the fuck he died was bullshit. <laughs> no. When Jonah Hill was alive, and he's like, he's like, dude, I don't know how to say this, but your girlfriend's a fucking cunt. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> lost it. Like, that was so funny. That's a really funny line. Jonah Hill's a fucking talent, by the way. That guy is unbelievable. His ability, like acting ability, is phenomenal. Yeah, he is. I really believed he was a sausage. No, like he, um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he was a, he was a great, he was a great voice actor. Like he's so, he's yeah, so good. he is. He's yeah. in War Dogs, which looks fucking good. Yeah, too. that's gonna be cool. Look, we're we're shitting on this a lot, but I did have I did have fun watching this movie for the most part. Like I I really like the scenes like when people are dying. <laughs> like when when the food's getting fucked up, I find I found that the most the most funny because that's yeah. kind of what I was here to see. It was like, you know, oh, it's all fun loving and then all of a sudden, ah, oh, she's peeling me fucking skin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That stuff. And the, the like battle the, the battle, the saving private Ryan. Yeah, that bit. was fucking awesome. Like the bit where you see the Oreo turn around, he's missing his back and the fucking banana's face falls off. It was just like really fucked up. But hilarious. <laughs> but the good because it's pushing the story. Like shit's happening for a reason. You yeah. know? Like yeah. that's what you want to see. And um and old mate getting split in half by the knife as as uh Michael Sears one jumps out of the Oh, that was so tragic, man. I didn't oh. want to talk about it. I can't believe he died. He could have lived the whole time. I know. So yeah, I don't know. Look, it was it, there were really good parts to it and um Yeah. And I, I really want to point that out. And the animation's fucking top notch too. Dude, it was fucking stellar. It's fucking on point. I was I was really impressed by it because they made like this generic looking sausage, yeah, like actually feel real. Like I, I I felt like it 
existed and you know so i was quite impressed it was a good looking sausage the ending of course was a giant cop out um that was really disappointing paul rudd was the voice of the geeky dude did you know that yeah that's right what the fuck that's so funny and edward norton edward norton was the fucking like was the woody allen bagel yeah a more successful and distinguished actor <laughs> I, yeah i love it i love it at the very end um yeah you, you're being played by a character called edward norton he's like what sort of fucking what is it what sort of fucking cunt name is that yeah. like it's something yeah. really brutal and i just laughed because yeah. edward norton's such an arsehole yeah like, known to be such a wanker yeah it's, it's, it was i think that's why i i appreciated that he played such a weird different character for him mm. um because I have heard that he's such a... He's, I've heard like he's a real tosser. Like yeah. I've heard that he pretty much rewrote all of American History X. Yeah. Um, and like apparently he's a tool in Fight Club. But again, like he seems... But he seems like a really cool dude. Like he seems to pop up in good movies. Like he makes fun of himself in Birdman. And mm. I don't know. He just seems to be a lot nicer than people give on. Maybe it's just certain directors or actors. I don't know. But then, you know, we, get, we see him as characters. We don't see him mm. as a person. It's funny know, too because... It's like being in the, as, as I get older and I learn more and you're in the industry as well, like you probably agree with this, but when you hear this sort of tabloid shit, it's kind of like, yeah, but it could also be like the first AD was a massive cunt for three days, or it could also be like the producer has no fucking clue. You know what I mean? Like, do you feel like that? Like, Oh, you just never know unless you're there. There's yeah. a lot of fucking he says, she says bullshit. All the time. Like yeah. it's a film, films, it's a very, very gossipy, you know, like, when stuff comes out, when it's like, oh, Suicide Squad was edited by three different people. Like, that's the problem. It's like, oh, I don't know. I feel like it was probably like a producer that was a problem because the producer has to okay all that. Yeah, like, tell. yeah you just don't know. You, just don't, you don't know. know. And there. like, I just feel bad yeah. for people in these situations like Richard Ayer or David Ayer or Richard David, Ayer. David. You know, yeah, anyway. Mm. I keep throwing up in my mouth a little bit. I'm sorry. I ate a lot of food. <laughs> well, I think we should wrap this up. Should we try one of these new segments that we were talking about? Yeah. Which one? What do you want to try? You want to slot in the... Uh, I was thinking of a little something along the lines of the good, the bad, and the ugly. So where we will talk about something we liked about the movie, something that we didn't particularly like, and something that was just fucking ugly. All right. Now, you have to you have to find a soundbite from the good, the bad, and the ugly to put right here. <laughs> All right. Good, the bad, the ugly. Now, the good. Good. Wait, are we are we doing this? Are we both saying good, both saying bad, both saying ugly? Or uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, let's, let's do that. Okay. Well, let's do good. Okay. Uh, animation was fucking dope. Your turn. I like the death scenes. The death scenes were fucking incredible. Like that that Saving Private Ryan scene, and when they're all getting like the kid, the, the they get home and the potatoes yeah. getting peeled and all that I just thought that was fucking great they really secure like a big world like they make a big old fucking world in this and that's mm. really cool and they made it they made like a stoner animation film that's fucking cool that's good <laughs> yeah we don't really get much of them so maybe no. it'll be a thing for now it'll, it'll stray away from adult swim and we'll get a more mainstream alright bad time baby you me Oh fuck! All right. Uh, Me? Okay, I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, the bad. I I just think that they were just pushing all this social commentary way too much, uh, and that was detriment to the comedy. Yeah, I agree. The social commentary was a big part of it. I think the, the vulgarity was another thing that was a little too much. The it was it just it just like that's so crazy me saying that, but it's excessive. You know, like you got to have a bit of a bit of dark with your light. You can't just all 
You can't just all have have it one way. Can't can't just have your cake and eat it. <laughs> would say my six-year-old grandmother. And now the fuck ugly. The fuck ugly. Well, see, the way the way I sort of see ugly is because it, it could easily just be something bad, but it doesn't necessarily need to be a bad thing because we've already gone on what is the bad thing yeah. of the film. I feel it's like it should card. be something that's that's just fucking just like ah. Yeah, but does yeah. it work for the film? I don't know. The ugly thing for me in this film was the fucking douche. The douche? Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were It worked so that. well for the film. He's just so yeah. fucking ugly that he made me uncomfortable. Mine was the ending. The ending was a cop-out as fuck, man. Like, I wanted to see that scene so bad. Like, that's, it made me so angry. I don't know how to feel still. Like, it was really funny. And I was laughing. Then the credits rolled. Like, oh, uh -huh. That's ugly, <laughs> yeah, man. That's so true. Look, I'm going to wrap this fucking shit up. Let's now. get out of here. We don't even need to say much anymore. You heard our little it's good, bad. I like that segment. Look, very funny film. No, that's a lie. I'm gonna start again. Look, animation was dope. I really liked where they went with it. I liked the actual story and the beats they hit. The cast was great, but the humor wasn't very good, and neither was the, the, the themes they were shoving down your little throaty modi. And the ending was fucked. Uh, I give it a. I give it a, a three out of five. You're a lot more negative than I thought you would be. I thought I was going to be the negative Nancy on this one. There's no uh, such not, thing as me being it. Not coming in being like I fucking hate the film, but I, I really, yeah. for some reason, thought because like this, this definitely feels like more of your your style of comedy. Like I said, I like, I love Seth Rogen. I should say I love Seth Rogen's style, but his style is ad lib, and. There's no ad-lib in this film, so that's a big detriment. And the social commentary and all that sort of stuff is just too fucking in your face for the, yeah. the comedy to really to really shine through. I did have fun watching it, but I wasn't like laughing out loud like I really thought I would be. So I give this a 2.5 out of 5. Oh, I'm wow, that's in pretty... Under you. I, you, you, yes. your, your, your score is quite generous, but I feel because that is... It's true. Your 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 flavor of comedy is still in here somewhere. Yeah, it is. There's a little essence of Connor in here. Yeah. A little essence, a little me. What's next week, Fish? Just kidding. It's episode 100, you fuckheads. <laughs> None of you are going to fucking know until we do the fucking episode. It's going to be lots of fun. We're going to have some friends come along. They're going to tell us some things. It's going to be fucking great. You understand what I'm fucking saying? It's going to be a fun fucking time, you stupid pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, we're doing something completely different. We're just we're just stopping for a second. We're gonna have some fun, and we're, fuck you, uh, you don't know me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I do. Sorry, I talk not to you, you every fucking week. Not, not I, you. I know you too well. <laughs> fuck all of you. You don't know my fucking story. What I'm about. Fish does because we got to deal with this every week. Our friendship <laughs> is fucking on the internet. <laughs> it really is at the moment. I can't remember the last time this I saw you. Yeah, man, it's uh, fucked up. It's uh, fucked up. No, well, that's oh my cool. God. Like, but, like, yeah, look, everybody who's been with us this long, we're at 99 episodes. It's fantastic. Our listenership is just going up and up and up every week. Like, our Suicide Squad episode last week just fucking killed it. Uh, we've got a lot a lot of new members in our Facebook groups and, and subscribing to our podcast. So we really appreciate everybody who's gone on board the new members and the people who've been there from episode one, like, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We're going to be doing a lot more of this next week. We're going to be sucking all of your dicks and hopefully you will be sucking ours as We're well. We're going to be sucking so much dick. But until then... Play the music, fish.
thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Sausage Party, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track, I'd Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That, is performed by Meatloaf. And the track, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Titles, is performed by Ennio Morricone. But I